Uh, morning. Um, I've got a question that I'm wanting to answer for uh, a friend, uh, and I thought I'd make this recording because I know there's more people than him with this. Um, I suppose it's a question, it's a problem, uh, and um, I wanted to give some thoughts uh, on this problem. Not that I'm trying to coerce him into not making the decision but that it seems he's already made, but I definitely wanted to give some food for thought so that if you were in the same position as, uh, as my friend um, who is considering starting up his own business and what the right timing is of that, that you might have some of my insights that if um, if uh, my friend and his, uh, his wife, um, I'm gonna call him um, uh, Aaron. Um, if Aaron and his wife, uh, and I'm changing the name of course, because I don't, uh, he hasn't given me permission to use him as an example here. This is just my response to him. So I'm gonna say Aaron and his wife. Um, they've already made up their mind uh, to not start their own business at this time. And, and it's because financially it's not the right time. So I wanted to give some thoughts on that. And certainly uh, this episode is not designed to convince Aaron and his wife not to go down this path, uh, but it is um, to give them some food for thought, but in doing so to give you some as well. So, um, this the because the, I have heard this a, a bunch of times that I can't go out and start anything on my own, uh, and I'm not saying that's the magic pill. Some people should be an employee and work for someone else um, because they're in an office that say they're on a 60 40 split or a, a, a 40 60 split, like I was back when I started in real estate, I was on 40 percent. Um, and look, I gotta say, it wasn't a good deal, you know. Um, 60% of the commissions that I brought in went to the company, 40% went to me. And yet back when we were doing it, nothing was given to us. We didn't have a brand that anyone knew whatsoever. Um, we didn't have any track record. We All we had was a cold calling list and we were told, there's your area, go make cold calls. So we had to generate every piece of that business from scratch and then uh, we listed it, sold it, and then gave 60% of our money to a company that did really very little other than provide some administrative uh, support and really not that much. We had to do our own paperwork, our own contract printing, our own uh, uh, agency agreement printing. We would just submit that paperwork to a girl to put in a filing cabinet. So I guess we were paying 60% really, in effect, for a sales meeting once a week, a internet account to upload to, uh, some training, which was valuable. I will, in fact, I will say, in hindsight, it was the most valuable thing I got out of that uh, particular organization. Um, and it changed my life and, you know, turned me and our company into a million dollar company. Um, so I am not begrudging what happened back then. It's just a reality, but I'm not begrudging it at all. In fact, I'm grateful at my core to Michael Spillane, who brought me into the real estate industry. You know, my life is the life of, of, of my younger self's dreams uh, because of that. So when I say that we were on 60-40 and it wasn't worth it, uh, really it was for me, but on the surface when it comes to just the numbers of listing and selling real estate, it, it's not worth it. What they provided us in terms of the limited amount of admin we had and a realestate.com account wasn't worth 60% of the money. And so, but we're all, if you're in an office and on comm splits, uh, that's the situation that we're in. We're all on, um, you know, say you're on 50-50. Well, what is your office doing to deserve their 50? Or if you're on 70-30, say you're on 70% and the office is on 30. 
what is the office doing? Because as, as the money gets tighter in favour of you and less to the office, you can imagine they should be doing less for you, you know? And so what I would say to my friend, because um, Aaron was saying that financially it's not the right time. And what I would say is, if financially it's not the right time because your office is paying you a wage, then the questions to ask is, is that wage an advance on commission? Is it a retainer that gets paid back when eventually you write a commission? Because if that's the case, the security that one thinks they're getting by being on a wage, you know, inverted commas, retainer, whatever the case may be, is a false sense of security. Because the minute you have a month where you don't cover that retainer, that office is starting to ask questions. Oi, where's our money? Two months of not of you being paid that retainer and not having even a hint of a commission in the near future so that that owner gets their retainer back and makes their profit, um, that sense of security will be gone because you'll lose that retainer, you'll lose that job. And so the only thing that's staying in a company that's paying you a retainer, if that's the only reason you're doing it, to stay in there because you're on the supposed security of a wage slash retainer. That wage slash retainer is still conditional upon commissions that you generate off your own back coming into the company. And if that stops, so too will the retainer. So if that retainer is in advance of a 60-40, even in your uh, favor split, or whatever your splits are, then understand you're still giving 40% of the money, or whatever this company split is, 50, 30, whatever it is, and, and if you took the short-term pain, because imagine if when you did finally inevitably get that commission, it wasn't on 60-40, where really most of your 60 anyway goes back to paying that retainer that was in, uh, uh, you know, that goes back to the company. So really, you, you know, do you see that it's a 60-40 split no matter what the wage is, no matter what the retainer is, because the minute you do inevitably make a sale, you're just paying back the loan. It's not that they're giving, a retainer isn't a wage, it's a loan. And then when you do make a commission, you pay back the loan. So the if you're thinking that they, now, now here's the exception to the rule. Let me just, before I make any conclusive kind of advice here. Um, if the company is paying for marketing and lead generation, or they're providing for you office leads, or they've got a big rent roll, and every month two or three uh, listing opportunity leads are handed to you by the office, then that's a different story. If they hand you the hard part of real estate, which is the getting and meeting a consumer, being there at the right time when they need a real estate agent, having the skills to list the property and and acquiring the stock to sell. That's the hard part. And if they're gonna hand you some of the hard part, which is the leads with which to go and close and get listings, and they're gonna do that because you've got a, they pay the rent on an office that is in a high traffic location that gets you some walk-in listing opportunities. Or if they've got a big rent roll that based on their data and their database that they have as an asset in the company, if as a result of that, they hand you listings or listing opportunities, then they are absolutely worth their weight in gold when it comes to splits, you know? Um, uh, and, And so what I would sort of throw to you there is, 
if you're being asked like I was to generate all of the business, but financially you still need the security of a wage, then I would question whether the wage you are getting is indeed security. Now, if that's a wage that has no uh, requirements of commission attached to it, no conditions, then fine. But you gotta ask, what's that business owner thinking if they're paying you without knowing that in some way they either need to get a commission in order to formally pay back a formal debit credit retainer kind of situation. But even if it's a wage without that, the fact is they're not just gonna keep paying the wage without performance, and there's the key. The minute there is that needed performance required to keep the inverted commas job, if you were in your own uh, deal, then the hundred percent of that uh, that um, that inevitable commission that would have been needed either way goes to you and your company. Now, in the case of uh, Aaron, he is considering joining us in that um, in that. Uh, opportunity where it's a very high comm split to you, but it still gets the benefits of being in an office. So what I would say in, in the case of Aaron in particular, it is just a case of all of the commission goes to you. Because um, the, 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 I suppose the counter to this argument is, you know, that some of my principal licensee friends would be saying, well, if I go out on my own, I've got all these expenses. So it's not 100% to me anyway, it's all the expenses of having the business running. You know, and granted, that is an absolutely valid comment if you're in a traditional independent real estate agency. Yes, you do have the all the subscriptions and the costs and the staff and the rent and the desks and all of all of those things. In the case of Aaron, though, he is considering uh, our team, which is that um, that hybrid company opportunity, of which there's a few out there. You know, the one that we're associated with, that we use for our back-end tools and things, and admin and all of that stuff, is the EXP uh, brand. Um, but of course, there are other hybrid models like that, like uh, EVU um, down in Victoria with Maria and Manos, and, and things of that nature, where most of the commission goes to the agent, uh, and it's a very, very high comm split, and, um, and, and and the company still wears much of the cost, certainly with EXP. You don't need the cost of all of those things normally associated with running a business because it's built for the online uh, world. So that that objection of, yeah, but you don't get 100% of the commission if you're your own boss because you've got all those expenses, that's valid for an independent. It's really not valid for someone uh, if you're considering joining us within that EXP environment uh, because the expenses aren't anything like what they are in a traditional real estate agency because of the way they've built that model. So, um, so yeah, given that it's a... So now that that's sort of taken care of, really the decision is this. If the delaying of going out on your own is for financial reasons, and those financial reasons are because of the security of a wage, I would seriously question the security of that, uh, the actual security of that, or is it a false sense of security? Just because that wage is paid regularly on a Tuesday, or whatever the case may be, doesn't mean that it's secure. Because the minute the performance doesn't happen for an extended period of time, say a month or two, there will be serious jeopardy placed on that uh, secure retainer. Like the boss will start asking questions guaranteed. Because at the moment, you are a liability uh, to that boss to the tune of 4,000 a month, 8,000 for two months. As soon as your debt in that boss's mind starts to get to five figures, they are gonna be asking serious questions and they may have already uh, taken steps to have 
some conversations with you to figure it out. So those conversations are going to be get a listing, get a listing, get a listing. The question I would ask of why shouldn't that boss, where if the outcome is get a listing, why shouldn't you be the boss when you get that inevitable listing, all of the money goes to you instead of when you get that inevitable listing, um, you know, it goes to pay back the retainer first. And really what that means is that full commission is probably just, well, and only 60% of that commission. Say it's a $10,000 commission and you're $8,000 in the hole. You're not going to get a penny and you're still going to be $2,000 in the red. Does that make sense? Because you've got your 10 grand comp, 60, 40. So that means you're only getting 6,000 of that commission credited against your debt. And if you're two months in on your debt, that's eight grand. So you're still two grand in debt. So none of it goes to you. It all goes just to pay back the loan that that boss has paid you. It's all It all goes just to buying you another month before the boss starts asking questions again. So finding the right time to be able to weather the you know the period of time where income is lower that is absolutely valid so in the case of Aaron uh, I hope you're still listening to this mate thank you this was for you um, what I would say is if it truly is the month or two that you're going to need uh, that income in order to uh, just survive, then you've just got, find yourself that two months income, squirrel it away so that you can make this move. Because the longer you delay it, the more there's 40% of your money going to that uh, company that you're currently with or whatever your comp split is, you know? So um, it's not the same in a year as it is now. Because if you've written a couple of hundred, say you write 200,000 in commission in that next year, it's not all the same to join in, uh, you know, in a year's time because you're 40% of two, uh, 100,000, so you're 80 grand less wealthy because of that delay, and that's a costly delay if the reason to not do it was only peace of mind, because the peace of mind was an illusion regardless. There wasn't any peace of mind any more so. Now, I'm not saying that it's completely peace of mind for you to work for yourself. No, no, but it's the same uh, do or die um, uh, pressure that is on you, whether it's do or die pressure working for yourself, the same do or die pressure is there if you're working for someone else. It's just that you don't know it or you don't realize that it's there. But it is there nonetheless. So anyway, I hope that's some food for thought for my man Aaron. Thank you for listening. Hope that was helpful to all you guys. Um, if anyone uh, else has that food for thought, that might be helpful. All right. Until next time. Bye for now.